Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. And thank you so much for tuning back into another amazing episode here on GEMS Podcast. With me is my special guest, Jolene Hermanson. And here's a bit about Jolene. Jolene Hermanson is a certified nutrition and mindset coach wife and mama of a five and three-year-old. She helps women who work out break away from tracking precise calories and macros to listen to their intuitive hunger cues. She teaches them how to use a combination of both external and internal guidelines to increase their consistency in food peace, decrease cravings while achieving their goals. Mindset and emotional regulation are a big part of her coaching process and the missing pieces for many traditional nutrition and fitness programs. These two pieces are what create permanent and sustainable change. And without further ado, please welcome Jolene Hermanson to GEMS Podcast, where we're going to learn more about her background and what led her to get involved in the nutrition and mindset space she's in currently. Hi. (laughs) Hi, Jolene. Thank you so much for coming on and just sharing your insight with the community today. And before we dive into the subject matter, I definitely want to allow the audience to connect with you personally. So I do one or two things. We could either do a icebreaker or we could play a rapid fire 10 question game. What are you in the mood for? Um, Let's do the questions. Okie dokie. So question number one, you're on a deserted island. Everything is just magical. There is a gift shop, your funds are limited, and they give you a caveat. And the caveat is you only could buy one article. And here are your choices. Two bananas and a mango, a t-shirt or your favorite CD. What are you buying? The the two bananas and the mango, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) Question number two, if you could have lunch or dinner with any person dead or alive, who would it be and why? Lunch with Oprah, because she would be amazing. I would just have, I feel like I'd have so much fun and I'd also like come away a changed person. Question number three, are you an Apple or Android user? Mm, Apple. (laughs) Question four, favorite color? Blue. Five, dream car. Ooh, a Tesla. Okay. Question number six. If you could be a fly on the wall and eavesdrop on any conversation, past or present, whose conversation are you listening in on? Um, I think I'd pick somebody who was a very successful investor, like maybe like Warren Buffett. And then I would figure out, find out who he was going to invest in before he invested. And then I invested in it first. <laughs> seven what makes jolene a wild card unique woman Mm. um i think i'm very adventurous and not i'm 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 very brave like i'll take a lot of risks for example i used to be a geologist so 
I would go out to the middle of nowhere, like way up in the Yukon and work in a camp up there where I was like driving an ATV and minus 40 weather. Um, so very wild card in that way. If you could recreate any significant moment in your life, what would it be and why? Hmm. Um, I think I'd recreate the the few days before, uh, when after I told my husband, who's now my husband, that I had feelings for him because that was such a magical couple days. Ah, nine. Okay, here's a good one. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Um, to fly. Okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> that, that would be awesome. And 10, our pass or play question. And here are the rules. If you pass, our roles are reversed and you get to ask me a question. If you play, I ask one last question. So here we go. Do you want to pass or play? Um, I'm going to pass just because I, I want to ask you a question. Okay, awesome. What's your question? Um, okay, if you... What is like one dream that you have that you haven't told anybody about that you want to do? Ooh, I would love to go to Curacao, which is where my dad was from, and go to all the places that left the impact on my dad's life. And if I could hop in a time machine and get my dad to come back with me, that would be amazing because he passed in November of 2020. Oh. And he's the reason why I started the podcast. Oh, wow. That's powerful. Thank you. So thank you, Jolene, for playing Rapid Fire with Genesis. Do, 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 do. Now we're segueing into our topic, which is understanding why you left being a geologist and what prompted you to do the work that you're doing now with mindset, nutrition, and just really helping people have that sustainability in their life, but also see it as a lifestyle choice. So um, I think the easiest way to frame this up is if you would tell us a little bit more about your background so we can lay the sturdy foundation and then build up from there. Yeah. Um, so my background was in science or sciences. That was my, my bachelor's of science. I had an honors degree in geology um, and went on to geology work, which is where I met my husband. Like we met up north in Nunavut. Um, where there was like wolves and muskox and um, it was a very cool place to meet somebody because we were like in camp together like brushing our teeth with like over the sink like spitting into the sink um, you know no makeup you're in hiking clothes and we, we knew each other for about two months up there so really got to know each other and then started dating after um, and so we were in geology and found I found another career in hydrogeology which is you know water and rocks and then went on to get a master's degree in that. Um, but what I found in that career was there was always something kind of missing for me and realized later on that what was missing was like the human component. So I loved the earth science. I loved learning about the earth and like just the geological time. I found that very like mind blowing, um, but almost more from like uh, uh, like big picture like more spiritual context that was always very interesting to me but I missed the human piece I always kind of wondered like what is the point of the work I'm doing I did it felt very um, I don't know just very technical and so 
as I went on and did a master's, I was still always kind of wondering, like, it just still felt like something was missing, but I did the master's because I felt like I should. It felt like the next, the next step up. That's what everyone else in my field was doing. And then I got a really good job with people that I really enjoyed, but I was, there was always this sort of like, never felt quite right. Like there was something missing. And then I had kids and the job was very, I found it very all, all income, like all demanding sort of as a project manager. And so a lot of my projects, I couldn't just leave at the end of the day. Um, a couple of times there would be sort of like an emergency uh, and I would have like my one-year-old with me and I just felt torn and I didn't know how to balance and manage it. And then I had my second daughter and at that time was really feeling like I don't know how to do this job and have my kids at the same time. Um, and also feeling like there was a piece missing. So I, there was always kind of a part of me that was looking like, what else could I do? What else, what am I, what is my intuition trying to tell me that I should be doing? And I never really knew. And then a friend of mine, um, she pointed me in the direction of Precision Nutrition it was a program she was doing, a coaching certification. And I, when I watched their videos, I was like, about being a coach, about what that meant, about the types of things you would help people with, and their philosophy to co health coaching, which was really about deep health. So like, not just looking at nutrition and giving them a macronutrient plan, but like, you know, how does their nutrition tie into their mental health, emotional health, their relationships, um their existential health so like more of like a you know big picture spiritual kind of way um and their environment and I loved that context and so I went into that certification thinking like not even that it would become a career for me but just that I wanted to learn about it and I wanted it even for myself and maybe if I could help other people that would be a great bonus um, but as I did it, I was just like, it's come down to my husband. I'd be so excited. I would just be like, oh, and then I learned this and then we did this. And he's like, I've never seen you like this before. Like, I've never seen you this lit up. And I started coaching for free. And my clients that I would coach, it would like bring so much emotion to me and just like goosebumps. I'd come up and I would just be like on fire. And he again said, I've never seen you like this before. And I was like, I've never felt like this. I've never felt like this about my projects at work. And so that really clued me in that this was something I should pursue. Um, and not even necessarily that I would stop doing geology altogether, but that maybe I need to pursue this further. And then COVID happened. And it was like, okay, I don't have any childcare. Um, so I was trying to do my other role at work, but I had no childcare and I was trying to kind of take on clients a little bit, but I didn't have a lot of time. And finally, I just got to a point where I was like, I, I, I feel like I can't do all three of these things right now. Um, and so I decided to take a break at my old job and go right into coaching. Like that was all I was going to do. Plus obviously be a mom as well. And that really has been amazing. Like just focusing on the coaching, totally submersing myself in it. Um, my coaching, I know I just feel so strong in it. And the, the results my clients have has been so powerful. Um, yeah, so I don't, I'm not saying I would never go back to geology because there's still pieces of it I like, but I just, I will never, I will always be a coach. Like this is to me is the most magical thing that I could do with my life.
That is amazing. And just to hear you talk about where you were to where you are, you could see the transition and the transformation in you because you really do light up whenever you talk about it. And even though you're not necessarily doing geology anymore, you're doing something that is intuitive and you followed your intuition and your gut instinct. And um, your friend that told you about it, she, she came as like a vehicle to kind of guide you down this path that you're on. And whenever you're talking about it, you're not just focusing on one thing, you're looking at the holistic aspect of everything, um, mind, body, and soul, and how that applies mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, because that is what's going to have someone really thrive and not just survive. And then just mindset, um, whenever you talk about it, just having that right, right mindset and knowing that it just clicks, because even though you were you had the great job and all the accolades and stuff. There was something still inside of you that wasn't fully clicking to give you the synergy. And you're like, what is it? And you were like constantly yearning for something else. Mm-hmm. And now you found it. And I think that's a, that's very important to highlight and focus on that because how many people are out here listening or watching this segment that is looking for that next thing that really gives them that true fulfillment. Mm -hmm. But if Mm -hmm. we never take time to like peel the onion layer back and really go beyond the surface level and really connect to who we are inwardly and what makes us happy, how does it tie with our core values and our personal mission statement and our overall purpose for being here on earth, I think we're missing, um, we're missing the mark. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when you think about um, bridging the gap between like one thing you focus on is calorie counting and intuitive eating, because there's so many diets out there. And I think diets are great if they work for you. But if not, like you shouldn't just see diet as another thing on your to do list. You really need to be intentional. Okay, why do I want to lose the weight? What is my relationship with food? How does it make me feel? And how does my body feel whenever I listen to it? Because if you start to really ask those questions, I think it's going to help with sustainability. Whereas if you're just doing a diet, you're going to do it for a little bit and then you may fall off. And then when you fall off, you may gain the weight back that you lost and stuff. So I really like that you focus on intuitive eating because I think more people need to focus on that and see it as a lifestyle change versus a diet and a to-do list. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a bit of a a balancing act where I think there's some knowledge we do need to have about eating enough of the right things. So sometimes if we're just listening to our intuition, we might miss out. It's sometimes we don't feel like eating the proteins. We don't feel like eating the vegetables. And those are really the two things that we're often lacking in. And so there's a little bit of understanding okay, for each meal, I might want to eat a palm of protein and I might want to eat a fist of vegetables, but I'm going to use my hunger cues to tell me how much of that I'm going to eat. And I'm going to use my hunger cues to tell me when to eat. So I'm not just following some external diet plan that tells me I need three ounces of chicken and three ounces of rice. So there's, there's a, there is a balance to it. And so I think you can use some external guidelines. Like I like to use hand portions versus precise calories or macros like knowing the exact gram is very like it's very outside of us and we then we we always are relying on a scale or we're always relying on an app to tell us if we've eaten enough or not or if we've eaten too much versus using our palms to learn how to build a plate but then 
really learning how that food then changes our physical sensations and what our physical sensations of hunger are, what our physical sensations of satisfied are and slowing down and almost using your eating as a way to build a meditation practice into your life. If you don't have time to meditate, you always are going to eat. Why not use that as an opportunity to practice mindfulness? Mm, that's a very good point because sometimes we rush through our meals like because we're in this hustle and bustle um, mindset and society where everything's go, 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 go. And if you aren't really taking time to really eat, um, chew your food properly, let it digest, Mm -hmm. um, take time away maybe from your electronics and just really focus on what you're eating, how it makes you feel and really satiate like the um, contents, like, okay, the herbs, do I taste the herbs, the spices? Mm -hmm. Like, how Mm -hmm. does this make me like, feel afterwards, then I think we're not really practicing that mindfulness when it comes to eating, but then also listening to those hunger cues, because I think sometimes like our emotions can play into those hunger cues where our emotions is telling us to eat when we may not necessarily be ready to eat. Our brain hasn't connected to the point that, okay, we are actually hungry and this is the time we need to consume food. So whatever you think about hunger cues, Jolene, how can people really ensure that they're listening to hunger cues versus those emotional cues and feel free to reframe the question no that's such I think that's framed perfectly I love the way you said that like our our brain just it's not caught up to our body or vice versa and I so this is such a great question for clients because they'll be like how do I know like sometimes I feel like I'm hungry but but I don't really know and so that's key we what we need to do is establish I call it like a calibration scale where when we, so I think of our hunger scale from like one being um, the hungriest, you know, you've ever been and 10 being the most full you've ever been like, you know, turkey dinner, dumbbuckle your pants kind of full. And then five is in the middle. So five is, you know, satisfied. And if we then go, okay, well, I'm going to say like, what are my physical signals for each of these numbers? what physical signals do I get? So for me, hunger, like when I'm truly hungry at like a two or three, my stomach growls. Like it typically growls almost every time. That doesn't happen to everybody. So it can make it a little bit tricky. Or I might feel like an emptiness right in my stomach. I don't feel the emptiness in my chest. I don't feel uh, like urge to eat. It's a like physical sensation of emptiness that I have and or my stomach growls. So if I'm thinking like, I'm feeling a little snacky and I'm like, oh, I think it's time to eat. It's been about three hours, but I don't feel that emptiness or hear the growling. I'm probably not hungry. I'm probably, that's just a habit. And it's like, I've been triggered to eat because of it's either the time of the day or I'm in the kitchen or I have an emotion that I don't really like, like overwhelm or stress or boredom. Um, and so then you can kind of be on to yourself, like, is it, am I being triggered to eat for some of these other reasons? Or is it physical hunger? Do I feel the emptiness? Do I hear the, the stomach growling? No? Okay, I can probably wait, I can probably have like eight or 16 ounces of water and just wait 20 minutes and see. Yeah, and then, yeah. No, 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 that's a really good point is like have the water versus having that snack. 
because one thing that you um, brought up there is like asking your questions. Do I, do I feel like, is it triggered? Is it based on emotions? And I think that's understanding your why. And that's one thing you focus on is using a powerful why for permanent change. Because if you don't understand the why, then you're going to keep on going with the same mundane routines. And that's not going to help you. It's going to just put you back in that previous cycle that you were in versus the transformation that you're trying to get when it comes to your overall nutrition and mindset. And sometimes people uh, fail to realize that water can be a filler to just keep you full a little bit longer, but it's also important that you hydrate yourself and you're getting the proper amount of water on a daily basis because not a lot of us like, you know, drink enough water. And I tell people it in order to know if you're drinking the right amount of water, like I would tell like some of my offshore guys is do the pee test. Whenever you, you're done urinating, look at the color of your urine. And I would actually print out like a color scale and put it on the door so they can know, okay, am I, hyd am I hydrated or am I dehydrated? Like, and measure yourself there. And that could also be an inclination that you may need more fluids. And when I say fluids, get the water in. And if you don't like water, then you could use fruits to flavor your water to diffuse it or you could put in like the healthy add-ins to the water but you don't always want to make it like full of junk because you just need that nutrition and another thing I would do is like put a um, reminder on your desk like so whenever I'm in my office setting I have bottles of water maybe two bottles at a time so it's it's a visual reminder hey you need to drink water and then like if I know that I've been sitting for a long period of time like I'll have my ergonomic breaks whether I'm going to stand for the next 30 minutes to an hour and then revert back to sitting and then that helps you to break up some of the thing, break up some of the um, mundane things, but it also mm -hmm. helps with that mindset. And when you're helping with that mindset, you're really focusing on the nutrition because I think nutrition plus mindset equals overall wellness plus, mm -hmm. plus exercise, anything you want to chime in there. Yeah. The, the, the visual cues with water is super helpful. One thing I've done in the past when I was the most successful with it was filling up a picture, a pitcher of water with my daily water intake. So every time I walked up to the kitchen, I would see it sitting there and I would just pour myself another glass. I don't, cause I don't like too cold of water. I can't drink it quickly. So that would, that always really helped me to remember every time I went in the kitchen before I went to go eat something, have a drink of water first and then, and then see, cause I think too, sometimes we mistake our hunger cues and it's actually thirst cues that we're feeling and our body just mis has misinterpreted for many years and we just don't understand that what we're feeling isn't hunger it's thirst that's a good one that is a really good one the thirst cues so mm -hmm. um for someone that's interesting they're like okay Jolene well how do I really know if I'm thirsty because my mouth is salivating a lot so it's not dry and I don't really feel thirsty is it because that maybe they've cut off those thirst cues and they haven't actioned them that it's went away or what are some of the things that you've seen with your clients who may have had issues in this area yeah actually that's a great point I have seen clients who typically say I don't get thirsty it doesn't I don't feel like I am. And so well, but they know they're not drinking enough water because of the pee test, right? And because they'll tell me how much water they're drinking and we know it's not enough. And so, um, so what I've noticed is when they actively increase their water, even though they're not thirsty, then they start to get thirsty. 
after a couple of weeks of doing that, they're like, I'm, I'm doing it now because I'm just thirstier. I'm just noticing my thirst more. So it is interesting how the body will adapt to whatever environment you put it in. And, it, and it, if you're not, if you're not giving it enough water over several months and several years, eventually it'll, it will adapt to that. Right. So I think reestablishing that, I almost think of our body like a sponge and or like a, a plant where if you're watering your plant regularly, it has that nice lush, moist soil. Whereas if it's got that dry cracked soil and you put some water in it, it just goes like right through it. It's I think it's very similar to us. Like we, it just takes some time to build up those thirst cues again. And I think another inclination too of knowing if you're properly hydrated is pay attention to how your skin looks and feel Mm -hmm. because water definitely complements like your skin. If your skin is feeling drier um, more than usual, it's something like that your body is telling you that externally that you're missing something internally. Mm -hmm. And then um, if you don't feel like that supple, that plumpness, and just that your, your skin is very conditioned to the point where sometimes you may not need to put lotion on because your skin has that protective barrier and that overall glow. That means that you're getting um, enough water and nutrients. And so I always tell people, pay attention to your external as well Mm -hmm. as your internal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And going back to what you were saying about the the why, like having that powerful why, um, I think that that could be one of the things that we skip over, right? When we first start a goal of some kind, but, and we just were going in this more with my coach training, um, which I'm doing right now with a whole bunch of other coaches and just talking about that, our own powerful why for coaching. And one of the really cool things we just did was talking about, um, we called it a, um, a, a destination postcard. So it was like a sentence that we created that had a lot of our values and also, sort of projected like you know if you could snap your fingers and a miracle happened and you had everything you wanted tomorrow what would that kind of look like and what type of person would you be and we needed to summarize it all into one or two sentences and that was really interesting because if you could take that sentence and then put it on your phone or put it on your fridge or put it wherever from the future like from your future you it was really powerful because every time maybe you do go to do an action that's kind of against that you just remind yourself like oh no 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 this is who I am what and what does this person do this person gets up and she goes and does her workout this person gets the water first this person goes for the extra plate of salad versus maybe the scallop potatoes so it's it's really the mindset piece is often about becoming the person who you want to become up here like up in your mind versus just focusing on the action part of it without changing that mindset piece that's really good and it's also like reverse engineering see your Mm -hmm. end in mind and work backwards in order to get to where you want to be and then before we jump into the call to action segment um jolene is there anything else you want to mention that i may not have asked you but you think it would be very valuable to the audience Um, yeah, what would, I mean, even when it comes to what you had been talking about with like aligning, um, our mindset and our nutrition and what we were talking about with mindful eating, I think one of the things you can notice, like the listeners could notice about themselves and and what I'm noticing as, as I'm working through this, um, even with my clients 
is looking at the way you approach food and the way you approach nutrition and how you eat it and why you eat it and ask yourself how that can be a reflection of your life in some way. So an example of that would be like if you find yourself sneaking food or like maybe always constantly going back four seconds until you're, you're, you know that you're satisfied, but you're going back for more anyways, asking yourself why, like, why am I sneaking food? Why am I not being able to stop when I'm satisfied? And often those things will show up in other areas of your life. So an example um, would be maybe if you're sneaking food, are you also hiding feelings that you're having from others? Um, or if you're eating very quickly and mindlessly because you feel like you don't have time to slow down, how is that showing up in your business too? Um, so I think often the way we do one thing can be the way we do everything. I've heard that in my, with my business coaches too. And so, yeah, it's just a really great opportunity for us to kind of take an inventory and take stock. And when we, when we do try to slow down and our brain tells us like all the reasons why that's not possible for us, write those down and just have a look and kind of question them because those things could be the, the, the obstacles that you need to strategize around and work around. That's a really good addition. And thank you for adding value there, Jolene. And now we're going to jump into the call to action part of this segment. So what is your call to action for our audience today? Um, yeah, well, I think what I just talked about, you know, taking an inventory for your food, um, if, you know, if anyone wanted to get in touch with me, I can do, um, you know, I'm happy to, to speak with them for, I do free um, chats for an hour or, or less, if whatever time they have. Um, so they can contact me through my website, through my Instagram. Um, and even if they just want to talk about, you know, business and how I did my transition, I'm happy to do that as well. Um, yeah, so if you went to my Instagram at Jolene Hermanson Coaching, there's a spot there that you can sign up for a free, free consult, or you can just send me a, a DM. And then Jolene, please um, plug your website for the audience. And all of this information will also be in the show notes as well. Yeah, my website is um, jolenehermanson.com. Um, so you can head over there. And again, my Instagram, uh, Jolene Hermanson Coaching is the other place I hang out. And there you have it, listeners and viewers of GEMS Podcast. You just heard the one and only Jolene Hermanson. Um, make sure you scroll down in the show notes and connect with her so you could set up a discovery call if this is something that you're interested or just go look at some of the resources that she has to offer so you can get yourself where you want to be and really live life optimally. Make sure you like comment and subscribe. We're on 40 plus platforms. You could also see all things of video content by going to our YouTube um, channel, which is at gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. And until we chat next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day. And remember your body is your temple. You only have one and you want to be mindful of what you put inside of your body so you can have that overall longevity. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at 
gems, G-E-M-S, wit, W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcast.